Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Back in the days of Ed Sullivan, uh, you could see all this variety, uh, and there's really no place like that in America except in Las Vegas. You know, there's singers and there's dancers, there's comedians, there's magicians. But here's something that you have an opportunity to see that you really can't see anywhere else. This guy's the very best at what he does. His name is Alon New, and he is a mentalist, and he's got a great show. Alon New, The Man Who Knows, and you can see that, and you really should, uh, weekly Thursday through Sunday at 5 o'clock at the Neonopolis in downtown Las Vegas, which is a great spot for this down at the end of Fremont Street. Alon this is really an interesting thing because people hear mentalist and outside of somebody like Kreskin, I don't think they really know what that means. But your show is so different. Tell them what they might look to see when uh, they get down there. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your show, Steve. And, uh, uh, yeah, the, the show is very, very exciting in the sense that uh, it's been uh, a little bit over a year since I have since I was last headlining in Las Vegas. But, uh now that I'm back, I'm in this beautiful theater called, it's actually called the Notoriety Theater. And it's in the Neonopolis Attraction Center there, right at the end of the east side of Fremont Street. So on the opposite side of where Circa would be, this would be on the side that, uh, that uh, has all the crazy stuff like the Heart Attack Grill and, and uh, you know, the, uh, and I think there's actually a Denny's that's part of it, which is a good landmark because it sits right at the corner of 4th and Fremont which is where the Neonopolis is. Um, the type of show that I do is actually a show that uh, is all about being lucky in Las Vegas, really. It's really about uh, how do we take the uncertain and we make it more certain. So uh, as opposed to like a more traditional uh, magic type of show, which explores fantastical and impossible realms that could never be experienced even in real life, the show that I'm actually going to present is a show that is more about the potentially possible and how we might be able to achieve things within reach. So, you know, again, how do we take the uncertain and make it more certain or how do we experience real magic? And so, uh, so I create synchronicities out of chaos. I, uh, I talk about strange things, uh, that, uh, that have, have sort of a mystical origin, like the, the origin of numbers or the origin of certain words. Um, I, you know, I bend metal. In fact, I bend metal quite a lot in my show recently. Uh, when we first started, I didn't bend as much metal, and suddenly everybody was like, "Going, you should bend more metal." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've I've kowtowed to my uh, to my audience, and now I now I bend metal three times in the show. And uh, who knows? Maybe one day we'll bring back the old thing that I used to do, which is. Uh, which is have everybody in the audience bend metal as well. You know, while you're listening to this, you have to realize TripAdvisor, which is this big travel website we all go to and so forth, named him in part of a group that's the top 10% 
of attractions worldwide. So this is a big deal. And what you do is really kind of unique. There's really nobody else out there doing it, is there? Uh, well, there there are a few. Vegas has a few, but uh, but I I feel like uh, I feel like ever since I moved in and and uh, started up my latest show, it's a it's a really super theatrical show in this beautiful theatrical space. We've got full lighting and blackouts and music and visual media and stuff that you know me as a club date performer. You know, whenever I'm in between headlining gigs. I never get all that. So, so, and and even sometimes in certain showrooms, you don't get the the fancy lighting and and all that. So here, it's just a beautiful room. Uh, we've got raked seating. We've got drinks and food that can come to your table for the VIP tables. And nice. uh, and it's a it's just a really nice it's a really nice Vegasy feeling. You know, I mean, I'm really performing in a showroom that uh, you've got a cocktail waitress that brings you your drinks and. Meanwhile, you get to see this really unusual type of show that talks about the powers of the mind. And the audience uh, is kind of involved in this, isn't it? I mean, you don't just go there and kind of observe. You kind of become a part of it. Oh, absolutely. Lots of audience interaction, lots of audience participation throughout. It's funny. You've done a lot of TV stuff, which I think is really interesting because it's a hard hard thing to go out there and, and try to do that. And yet it's been real popular. And you've done it. In fact, you're a bipartisan guy because you did it with Al Gore when he was vice president, and then you did it with George W. Bush when he was president. So it must be something where you're giving people a new experience. I mean, you know, not to make your you know your name part of it, but but it really is a new <laughs> it really is a new experience for people because I think it's really kind of unique. Yeah, well, being from Washington D.C., I did get a lot of opportunities to perform for. Uh, famous politicians and vice presidents and presidents. And the last uh, two inaugurations that I performed for were actually Obama's. And so, uh, so, so I, I, I try very hard to uh, try very hard to just kind of stay in the light and have people watch me no matter who they are. And I think that what, what I'm feeling is that uh, people from, you know, from all different cultures and all different uh, ages even enjoy coming out and seeing my show. And, uh, and uh, though I think we recommend that the show is for uh, youngsters 16 and up, uh, you know, I've had youngsters much younger than that come in and, uh, and they seem to enjoy the show as well. So, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm very excited about how appealing the show actually is and how well it's actually sticking here in Las Vegas. A lot of the locals who come and see the show are really, really uh, exuberant and afterwards are saying really nice things to me. So, uh, so I'm feeling like it's it's taking really nicely in this town, and uh, even in a town which has as much variety as it does, I feel like the sh- the show works really well in downtown Las Vegas, and it's just fun to be a part of that excitement. Yeah, I agree. I think downtown Las Vegas has really uh, kind of kicked it up a notch with the arrival of Circa and so forth. There's just a lot of great food and entertainment down there, which you're a part of. I want to talk a little about your background because you grew up you know you mentioned washington dc your parents were fascinating and what they did for a living actually helped you get involved in what you do could you kind of tell you know kind of how you got into this that's very true um so both of my parents my mom is from uh uh, originally from mainland china but eventually her family moved to taiwan my father is from vietnam and uh, and they met 
in all of all places in Laramie, Wyoming, at the University of Wyoming, Laramie. And, and I think what their objective was, was to just sort of immerse themselves in American culture and not stay on the coast where all the other Asians were basically flocking to. And so they ended up finding each other at uh, what they called international school and, or international club. And uh, my suspicion is that in Laramie, Wyoming, they might have been the only two Asians in international club. So, uh, so nonetheless. Uh, they ended up getting married and moving to Monterey, California, which is uh, where I was born a few years later, just outside the Bay Area of San Francisco. And uh, and we ended up living in San Francisco for the first few years of my life. But both of my parents were librarian. Uh, they were librarians. They were library science majors at the University of Wyoming. So eventually that took us to Washington, D.C., or the Maryland suburbs of D.C., because my father ended up getting this uh, job at the uh, at the Library of Congress in Washington, and my mother ended up subsequently getting a job at uh, the uh, National Library of Medicine, which was part of the uh, NIH, the National Institute of Health. And so the two of them, you know, made their careers in the Washington, D.C. area, but my dad ended up working at the largest library in the world. So when he asked me, you know, what do I want to learn about? Because at seven years old, he wanted me to just get used to the idea of reading. I said, uh, you work at the largest library in the world? And this is obviously before Google. So I said, uh, can you get me books on magic? And sure enough, he started to get me books on magic. And and uh, and, and therein lies also this, this idea of the initiation into magic or into mystery. And that is, first of all, my dad didn't have any idea what he was getting me. So he would just get me all kinds of weird books of, you know, quote unquote magic. So some of them were like illusions and magicians like Harry Houdini and people like that. And others were things like Aleister Crowley and uh, others were, uh, were strange books on, you know, hypnosis and stuff like that. So, so ultimately I ended up having a very wide idea of what magic was. And, and also, I understood how to read the magic books at an early age, which I think, which I think is a kind of, it's a, it's, a, it's a talent that is not easy to achieve. Like most people who try to read a magic book usually get bored within the first 10 minutes. Like they just, the, the amount of instruction that you have to go through in order to read a magic book is so intense that, uh, you know, me, I go through Ikea instructions like in snap because, you know, they don't even have to give you words. You just you just do it. Was that like a foreign language then kind of where because you did it early, you picked up. So by the time you got of age to, to, to leave home and so forth, you were immersed in this stuff. Yeah, I can speed read through magic books, whereas most people have to go, you know, pretty much line by line um, just because I know what certain you know, principles are and the jargon and the language that they use and stuff like that. So it's very, it's, it's cool to do that. And obviously, as I got older, I realized that there's got to be a, a place where it branches off and becomes a little bit more mature. And that's where I found mentalism and hypnosis in the sense that, you know, these are, these are ways of being able to use these principles of, you know, quote unquote, illusion in order to change your entire life and transform the way you live and, and improve uh, you know, on certain habits that you might have and things like that. So it's a, it's very, very, it's an immersive lifestyle. All I can say is, you know, it's a lifestyle I chose, but, uh, 
I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, I, I enjoy it, and it's really helped me be become the artist that I am. Well, how did you get the entertainment part of it? Because you're right. You get really good at how to do this and, and to understand it. But there's also an entertainment part, which you were just talking about. That's why your show's so popular. There's music, there's lights, there's that interaction. Is that just something you kind of have to start somewhere, make mistakes, what have you, and, and get good at that part of it to lead to what you're at today? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's something that uh, I also got started on in a very early age. I think I, I'm, I'm actually a, a college dropout, and, uh, and I dropped out of college in order to go on the road with the circus. And when I say that, I really mean I went on the road with an illusion show. It was actually a traveling illusion show called the Denny and Lee Show. And Denny was, in many ways, my mentor, even though he, he practiced a completely different style of of magic than myself, uh, he uh, he you know did the floating ladies and you know sword baskets, and I was basically his stage manager. But he but in doing so, I learned all about just showmanship and how to work the crowd. And I watched him do it, and he was a true master at it. And in fact, um, you know, he raised in many ways he raised three of us that turned into professional entertainers, and uh, one of us just died just recently. And you know, very very sad to. Mentioned that my friend Scott Alexander, who was also a protege of Denny's, uh, passed away just recently at age 52. So, so you know, we don't last that long sometimes, but uh, <laughs> but I'm doing the best that I can, and uh, it's a uh, it's 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 a it's an amazing life, regardless. I mean, you know, when I look back on everything that even Scott did, I mean, you know, he was a contestant on America's Got Talent and all that stuff, and you know, and though I never went in the direction of competing. I did star in my own television specials on TLC back in, in 2005 and uh, was uh, and have been, you know, kind of underground and staying, you know, relevant ever since in various different circles, including here in Las Vegas. So. And your show always evolves, right? I mean, it's something where you're always looking for new things and so forth. I, I would imagine that's important because you always want to stay fresh. True. In fact, uh, in fact, yes, that is part of part of the lifestyle is is i mean obviously you don't you always want to keep moving forward and learning new things and trying trying new ideas and i i'm i think of myself as a creative performer i think that most of the stuff in my show though it comes from something that one might recognize in a mentalism show or something that a mind reader might do or a psychic uh i you know everything in my show is pretty much my own original take. And, uh, and so when people come out and see me, they might recognize certain things as we start to build the, the demonstration in front of them. But uh, by the end, it's usually something different from what they would ordinarily expect. And, uh, and the surprise element and the theatrical elements, the, the lighting and everything that, uh, that I get for this particular venue it's just perfect for the type of show that it is. It's a nice, intimate show. People really, really seem to enjoy it. Um, there's a point in the show in which people get to ask me questions, and I try to tap into the questions that they ask and learn a little bit more about uh, how to answer those questions. And that, of course, was a, a challenge, you know, at the very beginning when I was doing it. That was one of the new things that I did in my show. And maybe the first couple of days, I was still trying to find my sea legs. And boy, I tell you, there are times in which uh, 
in which, you know, I wish I could just jump in and be perfect. But, uh, but part of it is the, you know, it's the, it's the learning and the, uh, and the exploring and trying things out in front of live people. And I can't practice mentalism in front of a mirror. I have to do it in front of real people in order to just kind of get the experience, you know, of, of doing it for a variety of different types of people and kind of get an overarching idea of how to work with, uh, with that wide variety of people. And all kinds of people come to Las Vegas. So, so it's, uh, it's a challenge. And, uh, and uh, I feel really happy after one month of being here in town to say that the show is going great. Everything is feeling really good. The audience is really enjoying it. And, uh, and uh, even the things that I was having a little bit of a harder time kind of getting into at the very beginning, I feel like I've worked out most of those kinks. So, um, so I'm very, very happy. And uh, I invite anybody to come out and see the show, even people who are mentalist uh, aficionados are coming out and enjoying the show quite a bit. So um, I'm just happy to report that uh, things are going well. Oh, absolutely, and it's a great atmosphere because, as you said before, that intimate atmosphere, what you do, it is so fascinating to be that close to it and so forth as opposed to sitting in a in a huge arena and uh, you, you got to you know, look at a screen or something. I mean, you can really see it. You can try to figure out what you're doing and so forth, and that makes it interesting. And I know people that have gone and seen you, and then they can't wait to go back and bring their friends because, it, as you said before, it really is something they're not going to see anywhere else. You know, in that sense that you go to comedy shows, you go to magic shows. This really is something different. Yeah, I really do feel like, uh, you know, I'm, and also I don't know if anybody does uh, any actual metal bending in their in their performance here in Las Vegas. So, so I feel uh, happy to happy to know that I'm one of the one of the foremost metal benders in the world. And I'm here in Las Vegas doing my show and, and, and uniquely doing it here in Las Vegas. Back in 2020, I ended up uh, hitting a world record, and it was uh, it was actually uh, covered by Fox Five here. And uh, I bent 103 spoons uh, within the course of my show, and uh, and with the help of my audience, it was lots of fun. And uh, and we ended up with all kinds of strange cutlery and stuff. In fact, it gave me this really great idea to start uh, to start creating like little uh, what I'll call psychic sculptures. We'll call the words. We'll call. The, we'll, yeah. we'll spell the word sculptures with a P.S. And they'll have like my logo on it, and they'll have like unusual shapes. And each one of those shapes will have certain uh, a certain story behind it to give you an idea of uh, the energy that it possesses. And uh, and eventually, when we get my merch table up and running, and it still hasn't gone up yet, but uh, but as soon as it goes up, we'll probably sell both my books along with. Uh, along with these curiosity spoons and forks that uh, I'll have bent into all kinds of different shapes. Well, when you come to Vegas, you know another show you got to see. This is a great one. It's Alain New, The Man Who Knows. You can see him at Notoriety, kind of a cool place in the Neonopolis. Third floor of Neonopolis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's really just wonderful to see how Neonopolis has become this really great spot for, for acts like this that you really want to go and see. Alain, thank you so much. Best of luck. Hopefully we'll talk with you again. Thank you. Please follow Vegas Never Sleeps on all social media platforms, which includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Madge reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Vegas, here we go!
Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish authorized retailer now. 800-344-2066. 800-344-2066. That's 800-344-2066. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-870-3609. 800-870-3609. 800-870-3609. That's 800-870-3609. Holy gentle giants dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-419-1971. 800-419-1971. 800-419-1971. That's 800-419-1971.